When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. As Makusha <laughs> got stabbed by Tabot, man. It was poor wow. booking by Shakespeare. <laughs> what three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Mic check, mic check. Yo, you're from Birmingham without saying you're from Birmingham well I only realized this when I went to uni but I like my the little circle bread so called cubs ah there you go that'll do it because everyone seems to argue about this yeah because I went up north today I called it a bread cake it's amazing how people fall out about something as simple as what do you call some bread and it's blatantly a cob it's definitely a cob it can't be a cake how can you call it a bread and a cake man it's not a cake Derek. the only Come thing on. that, the only thing that I'll accept as a bread cake you know, um, you know them like sausage breads with icing on the top? Oh, yeah. Like, no, I don't know what they're called. Eclairs, are they? Are they eclairs? Of course, like, those are the only things I will, I will allow to be identified as a bread cake. Because it's essentially a cake as well. So that's what I mean. call it a cake. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Everybody everybody else who's listening to this now knows the right answer. We've, we've sorted that. It's a good start. It's a strong start. Mm-hmm. That's um, a, di- a hell I'm willing to die on. <laughs> We'll get to more hills that you're willing to die on as we talk today. But also, uh, we are going to send you onto a desert island, Doris. And we're going to do that. We're going to give you a DVD. Uh, on that DVD will be three wrestling matches that you are happy to watch whilst you are stranded there. So, what would you like your first wrestling match to be? Have to be um, TNA. Can I watch TNA? Well, obviously, obviously, I can't say the first one would be TNA. I mean, a match from TNA. 
Um, it'd be Christopher Daniels first. Um, AJ Styles for Samoa It's time for the signature division of TNA to take center stage. It's time for the X Division Championship match. And here are the X Factors. Back in August, the unbeaten Samoan submission machine, Samoan Joe, captured the Super X Cup to become the number one contender. The Fallen Angel, X Division Champion. He may have influenced the outcome last month at Sacrifice, but TNA officials insisted that AJ Styles deserves to be included in the three-way. At Unbreakable, they're gonna settle their differences. X Division title goes to the wrestler who scores the first submission or pin. Will it be Samoa Joe, the phenomenal AJ Styles, or the champion Christopher Daniels? minutes 25 minutes long and it didn't slow down didn't stop had Samoa Joe diving and Dan they're all like my three of my favorite wrestlers basically as well AJ Styles be my favorite out of the three and he won the match um yeah it's got flips or well, I like flips it's got Samoa Joe who's hard hitting but they're the main reasons and it's very intricate as well intricate I like like that sort of wrestling you were um, a big TNA fan uh, at a time yeah. when it was quite difficult to watch TNA in the UK, from what I remember. Oh, five. Uh, probably, I don't think I watched that much live. I think I watched that like a few years later. Because I didn't start watching like wrestling or TNA until about 2008 or so, really. Well, take us back to that particular, to, to that match. Can you remember the first time you watched it and where you were, who you were with? It sort of been, I was just sort of been like at home, browsing the internet, and you know when TNA have like old matches uploaded, I just thought, how on earth have I not watched this? Because this probably would have been like, not too long ago, like, like 2015 or something. 
And then I was like, I have not missed this, but it's 05 anyway. So that's before it's on Bravo and Challenge. So, and I watched it and I was like, okay, this is what I've been missing. That's what, that's what made me watch some more old TNA stuff as well, like from like 05. Like I just missed out on like a, a really wicked era, but I've caught up now. Well, I think I have. The X Division, once that really got established, put TNA on the map. And that was the pay-per-view, if I remember correctly. That was the first time the X Division title had headlined a pay-per-view. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Felt really special for that. You, you you talk about some of the spots in that moment, like you said, like it's quite an intricate match, but there's also yeah. a lot of high flying stuff in there. Is there a particular spot, Doris, that you remember from that match that you particularly love? Um, those two really. It was like um, the one was when um, Christopher Daniels did a moonsault, his best moonsault to outside, and was fighting AJ Styles and Samoa Joe did a big dive on them. That's what that was. What I don't know why, but I just because Samoa lump he's a big geezer man, and he lumped straight back on top of them. So that that just looks brutal. I just thought that was wicked, and also the finish because um, Christopher Daniels had him for the Angels Wings, and then picked him up, and then AJ reversed it into like a like a jackknife sort of pin. I don't even know what it's called because I don't think I've seen it before in any other way. And then that, that won the match, and I thought that was smart, and it was good. It's a good way to finish the match. With um, with with the X Division Championship, obviously that match is one that stands out to you. But who have been some of your favourite X Division performers? Uh, my favourite? Um, well, my favourite is Consequences Creed. He was never X Division Champion, but he did compete in X Division. Um, yeah, was... Well, Xavier Woods, well, I, I call him Consequences Creed still. <laughs> um, Motor City Machine Guns. Um, would you mean like my top five or just favorite? Yeah, yeah. Who would who would be on the on on Darius's Mount Rushmore of X Division? I say four. Yeah. So we got okay. we got Consequences Creed. Yeah, yeah. Um, suicide. Nice, nice. Does, does that count as Christopher Daniels as well? Yeah, well, do you know what we'll yeah. assume? What we'll do is we'll 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 do some we'll do some landmark building, Dere. So AJ, <sighs> Joe, and Daniels are on their own Rushmore over here. We've got another one here. Well, they're <laughs> on the next division as well. So, so we'll have we'll have Consequences Creed, Jay Lethal as well. Jay, <laughs> Jay Lethal, Suicide slash Christopher Daniels, and then I'll cl- class the Mercy Machine Guns as one person. That makes sense. That's cool. <laughs> So, so I cheated there a lot, but yeah. Do you uh, do you still keep up with with Impact Wrestling as much as uh, as much as you watched TNA back in the day? Do you still keep up with what they're doing now? Oh no, not as much anymore. Like if there's a new champion, I'll see, I'll see that on Twitter or something, or ever so often if my mates message me in the group chat and say um, it was a good show, a good pay per view, I might check it out. But there's so much wrestling to watch these days. I, I can't keep up with it all anyway. So I just watch ever so often. There is so much. There is so much to watch. But we, but you involve uh, yourself in that now. As uh, as you say, it was 2008 that you discovered wrestling. Uh, can you remember the moment when you discovered it? Who put you onto it? Um, I did see it before that. But it was like, it was at like other people's houses. And then it was like, the, the first memory I have is like John Cena. Um... He was in a match. I can't really... I've been trying to find this for ages and I don't know what it is or what was happening. So it was John Cena, yeah. 
And then he had like a tag partner and they fell out of each other. And then John Cena did the match on his own. And then the tag partner came out halfway through, slapped everybody up and it went to the back. And then John Cena had a real confused look on his face. And then won the match. And I, was just, I can't remember who it was, man. I was thinking, is it, was it Shawn Michaels who came out? Well, I was really young, man. So I just don't remember who it was. Uh, I mean, I remember that him and Shawn Michaels, they were they were briefly tag team champions around sort of WrestleMania 21, I want to say, where they were they were they were fighting each other at Mania, but they were champs at the same time. And there was all this kind of uh, with tag partners. We don't quite like each other type stuff. So it could have mm. easily been that. What is it you think about when So you're over at a friend's house? Um, was it was it a, a good friend who was a big wrestling fan? Oh no, it's my mom's um my mom's friend, but I was just upstairs in the because they had more TV channels than us, so then it was just I was scrolling the channels and I was watching it. Because all my mates at school used to always talk about watching wrestling, but I was in like primary school at this time. So I didn't really know what I was doing. And I just came across the channel like by coincidence. And I thought, ah, oh, this is cool. So you weren't that old at all when you were watching that match in particular then? No, no, no. I was super young. That's why I don't remember it at all. Do you remember when you found out that you love wrestling? I didn't start until um, secondary school when I started watching TNA regularly and weekly. That's when I started to really like it. And then I didn't I didn't know anything about WWE until I got to WWE games in year seven, because everyone had WWE um, 2K, whatever. I don't think it was 2K then, actually. It was just had a number. And then... And I used to like play with people. I was like, "Who who's this guy?" And then everyone would tell me like their backstory and that, and I decide if I like them or not. And then I didn't watch WWE until Raw Thousand. That's that's the first wow. WWE I watched. And then yeah, but then TNA was that I used to watch. Yes, seven, eight, and nine every single week. And Bra- challenge. I think it was Bravo first. Then it was Challenge. Yeah, that was it. They Bravo, then they bumped it onto Challenge, and then it just randomly disappeared, didn't it? If I seen it disappeared, but I found like a glitch that if you went on, I don't know if it's a glitch, but it was like if you went on on demand, you could watch it. Like, I don't know if I I stopped having that TV channel so I couldn't watch it, but if you went on, um, what's it called on Virgin Media the on demand thing? I don't know if I know what it used to be called. But if you go on, I've got got now TV. I ain't got a clue. (laughs) I could still watch things. I could still watch things which we didn't have the channels to on that service. So I used to do that for a while, and then and then I found out about found a rip in the matrix. (laughs) And then then, uh, you don't want to know how I watch wrestling these days. Oh no! Wrestling fan, also a footy fan, a, a Villa fan for your sins. I understand. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> I just, I did my research. <laughs> uh, when did you become a Villa fan? Oh, I've always, like, since, like, real young, since, like, infant school. Mm. It was only because everyone at school supported Villa, so I supported Villa as well. Because, say, in Birmingham, you would have had, um, you'd, you'd have had... Uh, Birmingham fans, you'd, you know, City fans, you'd have had Villa fans, and then you might have had some lost Baggies and Wolves fans amongst it. There was Baggies fans, never any Wolves fans. Wolves uh, is the biggest like myth in football law. Well, anyway, <laughs> where, where, where I grew up anyway, but there was no Wolves fans. It was always Villa, Blues and Baggies. And then as I got older, there's a few Wolves fans started to creep in from out of nowhere. But yeah, Wolves aren't a, a rivalry team. They're just as team that are semi-close to Villa. 
Who's your uh, Who's your all time uh, greatest for Villa? Because I saw a photo oh. of you and Shay Given, and I got quite uh, excited. So I thought, ah, oh, Given. I've met um, the whole Villa and Man United team. Because that my mate, one of my mates who was wrestling for fun, fun as well. Yeah, his dad was like super rich, so. Yeah, he had a box at Villa for Villa Manu. We met the whole team, like Rooney, Falcao, all of them. It was ridiculous. Well, my favourite Villa player of all time is Christian Benteke, of course. The greatest. Great. I've never seen a better player than Benteke. I've got a selfie with him as well. You mentioned uh, earlier on that you used to play for Worcester City. Yeah. Uh, was there ever any plans or designs to do to do football pro? It just kind of fizzles out, really. Because I did, it was under 18s when I used to play for Worcester. And it was, it was like, it's a good level. But then it's just like, now I started to get, you know, I went to uni after anyway, and then didn't join a new team. So, and plus, when I finished football, I started wrestling anyway. So, like, I replaced a football with wrestling. So, I didn't need to play football. I play ever so often, but I can't anymore because my back just doesn't allow me to. Is there anything that you learned in terms of uh, training for football that is that has held you in good stead in wrestling? It's it's more like um, mindset, I'd think, and like not a not quitting mentality because you need that in wrestling. Well, you need that in in life in general, really. But yeah. like when you're training, you're training to be as good as other people be better than other people, be the best that you can be. And that's definitely something that you learn, like discipline, you learn that from football. Well, we're from where I used to play football anyway, because I had strict managers. Like my manager, a man like Nigel, he's a nice guy. We did sometimes think that we were in the Premier League playing. Well, like, he didn't need to be that serious. Well, he does instill discipline in your behaviour, so it's not, it's not bad. What was your, what was your proudest moment? playing for Worcester City? At Worcester? Uh, I scored on my debut. Scored a nice chip. It was nah. a great goal. I wish there was a, someone, a recording of it. That's probably my favourite. Well, That's yeah, definitely on your the best debut. one. Same yeah, yeah. history, that will. <laughs> yeah. Worcester City legend. Yeah, there'll be... Po- hey, look, there's a plaque outside the ground. Just, just as you're coming off from the high street, there's, there's a plaque there. Oh, yeah. I, I played for Cadbury Athletic, you know, Cadbury in Bournemouth. Oh, yeah. I used to play for them when I was under 16. I, used to, I probably prefer playing for Cadbury there than I did Worcester. Why, why did you prefer Cadbury over Worcester? I just had more mates in the team. Like, it was loads of my mates. And then we had, like, free chocolate at presentation evening as well. <laughs> so that's how, that's how you win over me. Because to, to the American to American people who are listening to this, um, they're called Cadbury Athletic because Bourneville is where the Cadbury factory is. Yeah, like it was my chocolate when we was playing. Like when I started the match, by the middle of the match, I couldn't smell anything other than soiled and sweat. <laughs> but yeah, I started the match because my chocolate. It was wicked. That's cool. I like that a lot. So you've moved away from uh, from football. You're doing stuff in the wrestling, but you're off to uni as well. What are you studying at uni? I did an undergraduate in journalism. And then a um, master's in marketing. I finished literally it? just um, September. Just. How did you do? Like a two-one, and then uh, well, it's, it's called a, it's called a merit, isn't it? In the um, in masters, but yeah, it's basically a two-one. When you started uh, on that road doing marketing and doing journalism, what was the goal going to be? 
I got kicked out of college first. <laughs> you know, I was sort of poorly behaved. And then I thought I'll go to another college. That's when I went to Howe College. And then I was like, what do I want to do? And I thought, what does, what's Piers Morgan's job? <laughs> and I don't like <laughs> Piers Morgan <laughs> now. But I thought Piers Morgan's got a cool job. I want to see what he did at, at college. So then I did English, um, media and law at college. And then journalism at uni. So is this your second college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, I'm just intrigued. What was it you did that got you kicked out of college? Oh, I just didn't turn up to lectures and stuff. I just, just messed about because I was fresh out of school, man. School was like pretty easy, so I could mess about and then still get good grades. And then at college, there wasn't taken. Hey, was own college it was. With the second time round, then did you? Was it your decision to go? Actually, I want to give this another go. I want to do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I didn't want to just be a bum, basically. You're now left with a two-one, which is which is which is amazing, which is a great result. And, and you know what? I don't think it's a coincidence. I, I mean, like I believe in the universe. You started at this brand new college, saying, "What job does Piers Morgan do? What do I need to do?" And I'm just saying that the week that you, well, in the in the same time period that you past your courses Pierce Morgan walked out of his job I don't think that's <laughs> a coincidence I'm, I'm just putting that out there Therese you want to see what good morning Britain mate I'd love that I'd love that even Susanna Reid would bring the noise it'd be brilliant we should definitely go want should, should I apply should I send my CV I think so I think so I think if you can balance doing progress and good morning Britain you, you, ba- you, you basically be prime minister <laughs> As far as many were concerned, <laughs> uh, I'll be. I would do a good job, Prime Minister. So before we get into the, the world of your wrestling career, let's get onto your second match for your DVD. So we've uh, we've had the unbreakable triple threat match: AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. What would you like your second match to be, Darius? Um, second match is the uh, Ultimate X match: um, Motor City Machine Guns, Lethal Consequences, and Suicide. Lethal, lethal and Consequences, Creed. Both look clear. But Saban on the other side is cut, cutting down the space as well. Oh, now you've got a situation if you can find a way to stay up there and hold on. And Wait a minute. minute. What suicide? suicide? What suicide? Look out! This is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So this is basically the lineup for your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that yet. I haven't watched that much there for a bit, though. I haven't watched it, so I might be a bit forgetful on some stuff. But I do know the one key moment of the end bit when Suicide jumped to the middle. That's what I remember, like, key. That was like... What is it about the X Division match that makes it stand out above a ladder match to you? Oh, so the cables going across. Like, Mm. it's just... You can do different things there, because... It's just, it's so different. Like the hexagon shaped ring is what makes TNA different. And that's why I feel like it did so well because it's very hard for wrestling to try and try and find something different. And I think TNA did that after the ring. And then the exhibition on top of that ring just made things um, so just different. Didn't see it anywhere else. So then, like, like when people are hanging, I really want to get able to do one. When they're hanging, they get like drop kicked off, get like Rev Ryland off the ropes. It's just dangerous, man. I, I like it, man. Have you ever had any conversations with promoters about doing something like that? No, I haven't, man. I've, I spoke to Joe Nelson 
you know, a kid mm. like us too. And we we always like we really need to do one. What? No, never. What do you, have you in, in in your head as somebody who's such a fan of of the X Division and their Ultimate X match? If you kind of planned in your head what you would do in that environment with with an Ultimate X match. Oh, uh, the ring, I think I'd do Depends what depends what promotion to be fair. But I'd probably go if it's in TNA, I'll just go wild. I'll just if you wanna it would just be one of them ones, really like if some if I break a bone or if I die, then so be it. But we're going all out. So Motor City Machine Guns uh, were a phenomenal team. They made a return in the last couple of months as part mm. of Impact Wrestling as well. Uh, what is it about the Motor City Machine Guns that that you you love so much as a team? Because they've come a couple of times this interview already. Like, what is it you love about the Machine Guns? Um, they're just so good at like, like it'd be like Chris Sabin, Alex Ellie, Chris Sabin, Alex Ellie, like with that offense, it'd be bam, 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 bam. Like that's why like it's always quick, intricate moves. That's that's the best thing. That's I don't see any of any other tag team do anything that good, that quick, that fast. Like I like these consequences, but I prefer Motor Image Machine Guns as a team, and I prefer Jay Lethal and Consequences Creed as wrestlers, like singles. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really good chat. I love that as a sec- I love that as a second match. Um, moving on to to wrestling and stuff for yourself then. So when did you decide? Because you were watching wrestling at this point, you were just sort of wrapping up your time uh, as as a as, as a Cadbury Athletic legend, um, <laughs> which you were, which you were. There's, there's a plaque there as well. Um, and um, what was it that made you decide I want to give the wrestling thing a try? Um, I did. When I was like 15 or 14, 15, me and my friends all did think, should we go try wrestling? And then we used to speak about it all the time. Nothing would ever come from it because we were just so young and we didn't know like, how we would do it. I didn't watch wrestling at the time. just stopped wrestling, stopped watching it. And then my mate was like, come NXT here in London. And I was like, oh, what's NXT? Man, I don't watch NXT. <laughs> and then when I found out Samoa Joe <laughs> was there, oh, I, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I might actually, oh, this is worth coming to watch. Um, so then I started watching, like, backtracks from NXT episodes and started watching. And that's when I found out about, like, Apollo Crews and people like that. And then I just went to the show and then... I thought, oh, this is cool. Maybe I should try wrestling. And then, nice. I, and then I Googled wrestling in Birmingham and then Kamikaze Pro came up and it was like a 10-minute walk from my house. So I had wrestling on my doorstep this, that whole time. Well, not the whole With, time. Um, I moved house and then it was close. So this was NXT TakeOver London. Um, yeah. Balor and Samoa Joe in the main event. Uh, that was the night you had, I see that was Bailey and Nia Jax and the whole crowd yeah, going, yeah. hey, Bailey. Yeah, oh, yeah. what a night. Talk to me about that day. Like your first, this is your first WWE show, essentially. That's my first any live wrestling. Your first any it. live wrestling. In, like in real, in real life, yeah. Like I've never seen wrestling in real life before. What was it that surprised you about your first wrestling show that you that you really loved? Obviously, um, seeing Joe live was one. <laughs> yeah, that was wicked, man. What surprised me? Well, I was watching wrestling with no commentary. That's what I noticed for the first time. Um, also, 
I thought it looked better on TV at first. Like in earlier matches, I thought oh, this looks better on TV. Then I feel like I must have got used to it as the show went along. Because I thought Balor versus um, Joe was wicked. Um, it's just I've just never been. It's just a first time experience. I don't know how old I was. It must have been like eighteen or something, or seventeen, somewhere somewhere around that age. How, what year was it in? Twenty fifteen. I think it was either 2015 or 2016. I think it was 15 because, yeah, because Bailey become the champ at TakeOver Brooklyn. Yeah, I started training um, about five years or so ago. No, it was 2016, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think. No, no, it was the end of 2015 and I started training at the start of 2016. There you That's go. That's what I think so it you was. So yeah. you didn't take long then. So, like, from getting back from TakeOver, it must have been a case of... You move quickly if you were, if yeah. you were in the train. Yeah, no, I, was in, I was in there. So I was like, okay. I'm, because I thought about it loads of time at school in drama. We used to have, we used to rehearse for like whatever drama our teacher wanted us to do. But we wouldn't, we'd just have a Royal Rumble because in our, in our um, drama, we had sofas. <laughs> we had, <laughs> so we had, we had four sofas. So then put the sofas in a square. And then there'd be like five of us and we'd just mess them out and do a rumble. And then when it came to like the the, the work we had to do, we just like um improvise. That's how everyone me and all my mates have got so good at improvisation just from doing that when we were younger. But then and now we've got to say it's like actually I'm actually going to try it because I don't play football anymore. So I need something to do. And then I love yeah, the idea of all of your plays uh, in drama being uh, turning into royal rumbles. Like, <laughs> what was your favorite? What was your favorite part of Doris's version of Romeo and Juliet? Oh, I liked it when Romeo <laughs> threw Juliet over the top rope. Right? <laughs> I, I did Romeo and Juliet at school as Malifa's play <laughs> in primary school. So, uh, did you did you super kick Juliet or not? <laughs> no, I got killed. I got killed. To be fair, I was Makusha. <laughs> And I got stabbed. Oh, no. I got stabbed by Tabot, man. It was poor well. booking by Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is he, he, he overused some of the characters and the crowd got sick of seeing them. So just overbooked. Uh, the, crowd, the, crowd would, the crowd would cheer in T-Bot by the end. That's uh, the I, I was over in my school play because I had a, I had a line. When I got stabbed, I had to say, I am hurt. And I know the parents would laugh. I'm like, what are you doing? 
West Midlands wrestling scene in itself is massive, isn't it? Yeah, there's loads, loads of people here. Like you got Amari, Millie, the Hunters, Dan. Um, you got obviously got like Pete, right? Yeah, all of them like. Yeah, there's lots of wrestling here. Because you look at like when NXT UK started, it was just like this. Just this just seems like a West Midlands indie, but with budget. Because it's like <laughs> Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, uh, Trent Seven, and and then you guys like Millie McKenzie and that popping up as well. And there's just like a real strong Midlands connection. And you went with Kamikaze, didn't you, to do your training? Yeah, yeah. I've trained all over though. Like in my first mm. started off at Kamikaze, when I started training, I'm at Fight Club in Wolves. And then when I went to uni, um, got Grapple and Future Shock, um, Hope. I feel like I'm oh, a squared circle. So I've trained at a lot of places. It's helped being at uni and being at home because I've got lots of play, p- places to go. It's funny because a lot of people, like, and I've had this in interviews with people from the States where you get these training schools in America, they get really precious about their students where they go, well, if you're training with me, you don't train anywhere else. But whereas yourself, like, as you say, like you can do a bit with, with Kamikaze when you're in the Northwest, you can do stuff with Future Shock, you can do stuff with Fight Club when you're in Wolves. Like it's, they're, they're not precious about it, are they? You can just kind of go wherever. Um, yeah, no one's, no one's, I've, I've seen stories of that, but I feel like that's a very small like minority of places. And even if somewhere did say that to me, I'll just say no, because yeah. <laughs> you can't control me. What are you going to do? What? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's stuff like that doesn't happen very often. I just feel like it's just real bad schools that would do that. I think it's important that you, your answer there, where you were like, well, I'll just tell them, no, you can't, you can't tell me what to do. Like you've really got to know yourself when you're getting into the industry because you, you want to know kind of what you want to do. You want to know your worth as well. And when you started training with Kamikaze, so you, 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 you've dabbled a bit, you know, in that, in that famous uh, William Shakespeare Royal Rumble play. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you've got the sporting background with, with football and such like that. And you've got the passion for it as well. But is there something that you learned on your first couple of days doing wrestling training that surprised you? Um, that surprised me. I thought, I don't know. I went there and I was expecting Grizzly Men, and I got a scut there and I saw Grizzly Men. So like, that was a tick. Um, something that surprised me, which I wasn't expecting. In terms of like the training or what was required of you, I think a lot of people say that it's it seems daft, but a lot of them get there and go, actually, I didn't realize my cardio needed to be brilliant because I've done half a, half a session and I'm exhausted. You know, whether it's something like that, sometimes it can be something as simple as, I didn't know they did it like this. I didn't think to do it like that. Oh, actually, I'd would, I would say I didn't realise how little I knew about wrestling mm. when I first went there. Like, I thought I knew, I understood how wrestling works a lot more than it actually does. Uh, with in, in what sense, what was it that you learned that you didn't realise you didn't know? Just like um, matches and stuff and how they're organised, how to set up, like, structures. I didn't understand. So I, was just, I just used to watch wrestling. I didn't really take it in. I, just, I used to literally just watch wrestling and wait for a big flip to happen. And then, but then I realised there's a lot more to that. And it's not just... that I, I enjoy that because they've made me enjoy it, if you know what I mean. They've set it up so I'll enjoy that more 
than I would if they say it up badly. Were you were you not did you not enjoy it at first then? Did not enjoy it. Well, the first session I was just doing <laughs> I was doing learning super basics, so it started real slow. Mm. But I knew that I'll just have to stick it out. I just have to stick it out and then as time goes on, you start to learn caller moves. Well, at the start, it's just basics. But you're just happy to be there. You're just happy to be in a wrestling environment. It's all new to you. Tell me something that somebody told you whilst you were training that has stayed with you today. I feel like it's harder to just say off the top of my head. It normally comes when I'm having a wrestling match. So, like, if I'm... If I'm having a match and then something happens, like it sounds ridiculous, this does, but I promise you, I will have a picture of the trainer in my head telling me something like a movie and then I will do it. So like, if so, if, so like I'll, someone will hit me and I'll close my eyes and then in my head, I'll have Lee Hunter telling me, Doris, open your eyes and then I'll do it. That, that happens frequently, like me remembering to do stuff. I can't... You'll also, hear their voices coming to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like that. I can't. I can't think of someone said to me. Uh, Regal told me he doesn't like a man in shades once, so I had to take my shades off. <laughs> so, <laughs> that one hasn't stuck with me. That's always stuck with me. But I still wear shades. So, you know. <laughs> so how did how did that conversation happen then? So did you? So this would have been a, an NXT UK or an NXT show, and yeah. so did you? What, what was the interaction there that led to him saying, I don't like a man in shades? No, this was, I had a tryout in like 20, what day? Yeah, yeah, 2019. Mm. And then it was the first day. And then I was nervous anyway. We started off with promos. And then I was trying to hype myself up because it was in alphabetical order. So I'm like halfway through, which is a good spot. So I can like see how everyone else is doing. And then I'm not like the last one, so I'm not waiting. I'm hyping myself up. I remember Pretty Deadly, who was there. And I was like, God, Dries, <laughs> I stood up, put my shades on. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to stop you right there. You have to take those shades off. I don't ever trust a man in shades. <laughs> and then I had a lecture about a man in shades. So, and then I had wow, to take my shades off for promos. Just, I just thought it was funny because I knew when he's going to get back upstairs, everyone's going to laugh at me. Go <laughs> <have> to shades. <laughs> but, um, no, no, I do appreciate it because no one's done mm. what he's saying. Uh, and then, but now I just had to, my drama from school came in there and improvisation had to change what I was going to say. So it's fine. Uh, with that tryout day, so how did, because again, you've, you've, in the grand scheme of things, you, you, you've not started, you've not been doing this that long in the grand scheme of things. Mm. So to be at a point where 2019, you're you're in amongst it with the WWE at the Performance Center. Talk us through how uh, that WWE trial went for you. Oh, it was wicked, man! It was so tiring. Though. It was so tiring. There's this, um, there's quite a lot of people there that I knew. Um, so which made it like easier. Like if you're in America and I didn't know anyone, then I think it would have been a lot different. But there's people that I'd already wrestled before and made friends with. So it was like an all right experience. You're right, it's a nice experience. But then it was just it was just real like physically demanding. Like especially the second day when you're aching from the first day. Then that's when it was really um like it was killing me. Well I just did everything. I just did I always do my best anyway when I'm training because you only cheating yourself as like as cliche as that is. 
But yeah, um, but then I stayed for an extra week for the PC week, and then that was just wicked. It was just more relaxed, and that was just more wrestling. And that was that's what I was, that's the really best part of it was that week. It was great. It was, what was it? Did you learn something? Uh, it's the learning question again, but I think this is because I always when WWE do things a certain way compared mm. to like the indie circuit. So you can you can go and, and find your feet and learn who you are in the indie circuit, and then when the WWE gives you the call and you go in you kind of have to adapt to that style was there something that you were doing that they wanted you to change or something that you had to learn or something that you learned that week about that style that you didn't know before i learned i learned loads that week like loads of different things like so many stuff but um what was the question again? Sorry, it was like. Uh, so tell me something that so one of the things that you learned that week that 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 surprised you a bit. Like I know that, for example, like a lot of people when they go, surprisingly, say it's quite unusual and it feels a bit uncomfortable to always play to the camera. So like you, you all of a sudden all your your movement is just uh, possibly. But well, I wrestled at Defiant and it was similar to Defiant because like if the cameras. Because um, that did that didn't really bother me so much. It's just that I won't say my rest. I don't think my resting changed at all. Really, it was just that if because it's the same as every promotion. Every promotion wants things differently, and the Def WWE is just another promotion. I don't, I don't think I really changed anything. It's just that at WWE because there's other side wrestlers, there's some moves that I couldn't do because that um they would do the moves, and um. Like they're already signing it. But honestly, I just thought it was just, I felt like I just had a match at attack that I would there. Especially when I went with Dan. We just had the same sort of match. I don't think anything really changed. Mm. I just feel like you know, I just learned some of their techniques. Like they some some of their coaches like arm drags in different ways. So they like different moves in different ways, or they call things. Some some people like Beals over um um Irish whips. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say there was anything really changed. But I did learn a lot of different things. What it all ha- it all happens in one go. It's hard to like think of each individual thing like because when you practice it, it starts to be ingrained into how you wrestle, and you kind of do it without thinking. What sort of feedback did they give you at the end of the at the end of the training run? Um, Regal was just like keep doing what you're doing, and the Indies, and just. Keep making a name for yourself, which was what I was doing until COVID came, and then mm. scuffed the then plans. Everything, <laughs> everything stopped. Um, how have you? Um, how have you kept yourself ticking over during the last twelve months? Well, luckily, I've got like um, well, the first six months was in dissertation and modules, which is horrible. So, like between last March to July, I had like five modules to do. Which kept me occupied and war zone. So they're the two things. And then from August to September, I in the dissertation. Well, from like July to September, end of September. And then from October, I just, I've got, I got equipment and a wrestling ring that I can go, at tra- go and train at. So I've just been training there, which I'm lucky because I know a lot of people don't have these facilities. What <laughs> I'm not going to. Not train there because everyone else can't. But so yeah, I've just been doing that. 
It's award season, Oscars, the Grammys, the Golden Globes, all that stuff. Did you ever find out who gave you the award for worst stunner ever during the Attack Pro <laughs> Secret Santa? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did. It was, it was Connor Mills. Mills. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. No one, no, told, me, no one told me for a whole year, you know. Like, even Dan, Dan knew, and he didn't even tell me. He's like, no, no one told me. I thought it was unique, man. I'm like, trying to make things different. <laughs> Well, I'm still going to do it that way, innit? Watch, let someone do it. Let's shout out for the show. You had, a, you had a whole period of time, as we all did, with everything shut down, and lo and behold, Progress Wrestling makes a return, and there you are in the mix. When did you find out that you were going to be a part of the WWE Network's return of Progress? Well, at first, it was just a taping, just a number of tapings, right, natural mm. progression. Um, I didn't know it was going to go on the network until, like... Maybe we was at the venue or something, and it's like just going on the network. But I got the email in like September. Well, because there was no wrestling <laughs> or anything, and I had a dissertation to do, I didn't even check it. Like, I didn't. I didn't see it until like a month after, or like six weeks after. But um, yeah, I found out when he was there, I think, or like a week before. Was what was it like in that environment? Everyone's got different stories on this, whereby for the first time you're back in a wrestling ring, but the audience isn't there, and it's and it's in a, it's in a closed set. You're on a production set. How was that experience for you first time? Um, it is a little bit different, but at the same time, it's like I just saw it as like being at training, and I'm just training with like Lee or Dan, and we're just having a match, and there's no one there anyway. I was like, it's the same. It's literally the same as that. Like, I prefer it fans a hundred percent, definitely. Mm. But yeah, it was. It, it wasn't as weird as I thought it would be. I could hear the commentators, like when if I like if I land, they were just chilling or whatever. I could hear the commentators. That was the only thing which was weird. But yeah, is that is that is that kind of distracting, or is that something that you just sort of learn to shut out? Yeah, it shut it out eventually. But there'll be, be bits in the match when like you're laying flat on the canvas. I can hear like Charles Crowley say something or whatever. <laughs> I mean, his voice carries at the best of times. And I say that with love. I say that with nothing but love, but uh, at the best of times. With, now, with the progress return, um, it's funny because last week we had Emily Hayden on, who is part of ICW at the moment on the network. And, and it's a similar thing with ICW than it is with the progress reboot on the network because there are some people, there's many people who are really excited to see it back. There are some who aren't so much sold on the return of progress right now. What would you like to say to those people who are, are, are kind of either on the fence or on the other side of the fence about progress? What would you like to say to bring them round to, to come and check out progress wrestling? Well, I just need to give people a chance really, because it doesn't it just, I know a lot of people who they, their favorites may not be wrestling there anymore, but I completely understand this because when I was watching TNA when I was younger and then I stopped watching it for a while, and then I came back and it's like Austin Aries, Desmond Wolf, and um, the Wolves. And people are, I'm like, who are these people? The TNA is rubbish now. But it wasn't rubbish because eventually I just started watching it and eventually I started liking these new people. So it's just nice to have that mindset. It's nice to give other people a chance. And plus, we're all like eight years younger than all their favourites were anyway. So... We've got more to invest in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, it, if also, also got the mindset, if 
the fans don't have to come back. Like no one's no one's making them. If they don't like progress, then they can watch something else. They can watch NXT or they can watch um, anything. There's so much wrestling. If you don't like it, don't watch it. There will be more fans that will come and get that will get attract when wrestling starts up again. Also, I feel like it's important to point out that I'm gonna see this again political again now. But I just feel like, what's the point of having the whole speaking out movement if um, the people like especially some of the girls who were the ones who were on the forefront of that, you're not going to watch them wrestle now. It just makes no sense. Like, you have to, this is a, still an after part. You got to still support other people now. You can't punish them for, because they're, they're also getting punished if you didn't watch them wrestle because of something that other people have done. That's a good shout. Who would you love to wrestle on the roster at the moment of Progress? Who would at you Progress? Like mm. Um... I've already wrestled this guy a million times. Well, I say kid like us too. I've wrestled in loads, but we've never had a singles match. It's always in tag match or scrambles. So I'd like a single Ethan Allen as well. That'd be wicked. I tell you what I'd like to see. I think you and Gene Money would have fun. <laughs> yeah. I think you and Gene uh, Money would have a right laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I reckon we'd have one. It's getting big now as well. Gene Money is. Getting big. I have, really have a fun match. I'll wrestle anyone though at the moment. It's just I'm fed up of not wrestling. I want to wrestle every week again. But yeah, I feel like Ethan Allen is probably top of my list because I've never wrestled him in singles at the moment. No, so yeah. Good shout. Good shout. So we're going to get to your third and final match in just a bit. But before we do, I like to spring this on people, Derek. Uh, it's not bad, I promise. But you're allowed to, as well as taking a DVD with three wrestling matches, you're allowed to take with you a movie, an album, and a luxury item. So by a luxury item, I mean, it can be something that you can have as like a comfort to take with you on the island. It could be a bit of tech that you can use while you're there. It could be anything like that, which we'll get to that one in a bit. But how about a movie? If I said to you, you could take a film, what would it be, Doris? Um, Is this for just one film? Um, well, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but it's between two films. No, I've got one film. It'd be ca- it'd be cool runnings. It'd be cool runnings, definitely. Brilliant. Why cool definitely. runnings though? Because it was my favorite film. It's been my favorite film my whole life. The main character is called Doris as well. So when I was a kid, I used to love that. And then it's always been my favorite film. The other one I was gonna say was Captain America: Civil War, but Ooh. but I just I just like that film a lot. But it's still not cool runnings. So no. Nice, good shout. How about an album? Yeah, you know, this see, this is one that's a lot harder. This is one album that I have to put on repeat constantly. At the moment, it's a new crew called North Face, but they're um, it's basically Boy Better Know. So it's Frisco. I don't know if you know any Boy Better Know. But you said Sketch earlier, but he's not in this one. It's Jamie, okay. Frisco, Capuli, and Shorty, and I've just been banging that repeat. What's the on that album? What's the one track? that is going to get you fired up for anything? Is there one in particular? On uh, North Face. Mm. On that one. Um, it's called More. It's called More. Oh, I can send it you after. <laughs> I'll send you the yes, link. Yes, please. <laughs> just, uh, I just a, always intrigued. And there's another one called Beatty Sound as well. That's a big tune. Nice. All right. <laughs> and how about your luxury item then? What would you like the luxury item to be, Doris? My luxury item? Can can it be like a big portion of something? 
Of course it can, yeah. Okay, yeah, food so food. Okay, so this is what I just ordered this on Amazon. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> my anyway. these rhubarb and custard sweets. Nice! <laughs> and oh. we could just get like, I think I'd get like a gallon. Do you get them on the monthly then? Are they? Is that like a, a regular oh, direct no. debit that comes out of your account? It's not a direct debit, but it may as well be. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well. You know what the thing is? Because I bought protein shakes, some new protein shakes, and it is it's Amazon get me every time. So it's like, because <laughs> it's free deliveries over £20, and the protein shakes were £16. And I'm thinking, well, I need to round it up. What do I need to buy? So... Every time I buy them to round up my orders, so yeah. Can you remember the first time you had those? Are we going back to childhood here, Derace, with those rhubarb because of sweets? I don't remember the first time I had them, but I didn't even like them originally. Well, I did like them, but I didn't get them originally. You know them like thirty nine p sweets, where you get like three four pound. Not me hanging like uh, buying the tills. Are they the ones? Yeah, you have you have them. And you get like, like Haribo. They're not Haribo, though, are they? No, not Haribo. Like... There's some no. other brand. I used to get them ones all the time from the like corner shop, and mm. I just I just stopped seeing them. Like I could never find them, so I went online and I could only find Haribo ones. And I what are these? So then I started eating these ones, and they're just as nice now. But I eat them. Be honest. Regularly. Be honest. Be honest. Full disclosure: How many of those tubs do you get through on a month? And I'm, oh no, no I'm only, I'll limit myself to one a month. I do, do, but I get I go through them in days. Uh, so like I'll order it on Monday and it'll be finished by Wednesday. I've already had like hundred grams today probably. This morning in bed at eleven o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's the breakfast of champions. That is doing. Right, you know what? Today, <laughs> today I woke up craving spaghetti bolognese, and then I was Ooh. just like, and I was like, it's it's nine o'clock. It's half eight. I kind of spaghetti bolognese now. And it got half nine. I just thought, I'm having spaghetti bolognese, man. I can do what I want. So I have spaghetti bolognese for breakfast today. <laughs> Maverick. The thing is, why can't we? That's what I mean, man. It's just, it's, just, it's just food. We've come to your third and final match, Doris. So we have had uh, the, the, the unbreakable triple threat match for the, uh, the X Division title. Uh, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. Ultimate X featuring consequences, uh, truth and consequences, and the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, what would you like your third and final one to be, sir? Um, the final one would be Desmond Wolf versus Kurt Angle, a.k.a. Nigel McGuinness. Well, Nigel McGuinness versus Kurt Angle. Nice. Now, I love the story of of, of this match. It's kind of the, the title match that, that they didn't want to see, like... With it, with with Desmond Wolf, it was they did this thing. Before, I think this might have been before the Kurt Angle match, where they had the top ten rankings for TNA. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. fans would go on and vote for who got a title shot, and everybody went Desmond Wolf, mate. Desmond Wolf, what Desmond Wolf? And and W and TNA management went, oh no, we oh, fine. He can have a title match. Get it done quick. But like the match he had with Kurt Angle was this the one on pay per view? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Why He's this okay. one? Um, it's just, it's really good wrestling. It's like Kurt Angle is one of my favourites as well. He's really good at, um, but obviously he's an actual, like, Olympic wrestler as well. So he can do stuff which no one on the planet can do because he's a gold medalist. So he's literally, the, he's literally, what he was at one point the actual best at wrestling. So it's just, I like stuff which I can't do myself. 
and stuff I've never seen before. And I feel like Kurt Angle is good at doing that. And then Nigel McGuinness is also a great technical wrestler who can go back and forth. Um, like it's like what I see like Zach Sabre Junior doing these sort these days, like that sort of wrestling. It's really good and unique and and interesting style. Like you don't you don't see people do very good. But I mean, let's see as as good as like Kurt Angle can do it or Nigel McGuinness can do it. If you know what I mean, like see like Johnny yeah. Saints things that he does. Like you can't you can't you don't see people doing Johnny Saints things as good as Johnny Saints. And it's the same as with Kurt Angle and mm. Nigel. I feel like you could get two other wrestlers to do that sort of match, and it just wouldn't be as good. There's only a yeah, handful it, of wrestlers that can do that sort of very slow technical style in in the modern context. Like Desmond Wolf was one of them. Um, I think Timothy Thatcher, and also to an extent Pete Dunne, kind yeah, of does Dunne. a bit of that slow sort of ground and pound and break style. But Desmond Wolf was a was a class unto himself. Did you get to Did you get to meet Nigel when you were doing stuff with WWE with the tryouts? Yeah, yeah, he was uncommentary. That must have been a great moment to know that this is one of your favourite matches and he's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, no, it's, it's cool. It's, stuff like that is real cool, to be fair. I don't know if it, this is a match that I liked for spots. It's more mm. of a match that I liked for, um, like, how it starts to transpire as the match goes on. It gets more, like, it's more... I can't get more words out, man. Since I finished uni, I'm just not really intelligent You've anymore. used all your words at uni. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're um, all done now. That's what I mean. With those sort of matches, I just like the slow build and how it gets along the way. Doris, where can people find you online? You'll find me on all the socials at D-E-R-E-I-S-S underscore, at Doris underscore. And my YouTube, hopefully after lockdown... I'll be able to put out more YouTube content because that's definitely something that goes along with my degree as well. And I've been watching like the beta squad and Sidemen over lockdown. So I might drop in some good videos, but that's all theory. But yeah, subscribe to my YouTube, follow my Twitter, follow me on Insta. Looking ahead to 2021, the world starting to get back to normal a little bit. What would you like to accomplish this year? I like to be resting regularly again, but at the moment I'm hoping to go over to America and have a tour of America. I don't know if that will happen this year because of COVID, but the start of next year, hopefully, things will be more normal. But you never know. So that's what's keeping me going at the moment. That's my motivation. Put it out into the universe. Who's an opponent from the states that you would love to get in there with? Ooh. From any promotion. Yeah, stick it out of the universe, Doris, <laughs> and it'll just will it into existence. Um, I'll do different stages. I'll do different, like, so, like, AW, I'll say, like, Chris Jericho, obviously, because why wouldn't? But there's so many people, like, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, of course. And, like, if I was with Dan, I'd want to wrestle, like, the Young Bucks. And then I'll say, like, Jungle Boy um, as well. And on the Indies, um, I like to wrestle Darius Lockhart in America. I've wrestled him in England before, but that was like 2018, maybe 2019. So it's ages ago. It'd be a completely different match now. And WWE, um, Seth Rollins, NXT. Oh, Cedric Alexander, actually. Cedric Alexander, that'd be wicked. And NXT, it would have to be 
Oh, see, when this happens, man, sometimes I forget every wrestler that I've ever um, seen in my life before when I get put on the spot. NXT. Hmm. This is going to annoy me now. This, I've been watching NXT a lot recently. Well, not a lot, but there's some wrestlers I really like. Well, can't decide. I don't want... Oh, we could just say Johnny Gargano, but... I'm a firm believer in putting this stuff out into the world. And mm-hmm. what, I'm, what I'm surprised about is you haven't mentioned impact slash tna wrestling I oh, no, i'd want to i'd want to go there but i haven't i haven't watched it enough at the moment to say to name performers from there but if there's one like um bout that i'd want to win it would be the exhibition championship and the exhibition but i don't know i've i've only seen that kenny omega's wrestling rich one there but i don't i don't really know what's going on in tna for me to say there's wrestlers who want to wrestle well, I'm hoping in 2021, you're what's going on in TNA. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be wicked, definitely. That's definitely where a promotion that I want to go, just for purely for like sentimental reasons and stuff. Exhibition Championship. Nice. Climb the cables in an the next match. Man, I'll be jumping from the top like suicide. Do it! Do it! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 